Welcome to Score Check. The boys are back. Oh man, oh man, oh man. What is up, guys? What are we talking about today? Well, first, we're going to get into trivia, obviously. First trivia question of the day. What was the name of Kobe Bryant's shoe with Adidas? Oh, that's a good Kobe question that you 100% looked up. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you knew this off the top of your head. I did. I'll give you options. Was it called the Crazy Kobe, Crazy 8, or the Kobe 1? It was definitely the Crazy 8 because that just sounds familiar, even though it's probably just the card game that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Max? I might have to agree with Colin. It's the Crazy 8 because Kobe was number 8. Let's go. It's in Let's go. I yeah. knew that. I did not guess. Hey, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't play 2K like that. Yes, but, you do. Yeah, I did guess, but I, I'd, he- I'd heard that name before, so I assumed it was right. I'm going to say, what number did John Smoltz wear? I don't even know who that is. Baseball player. Your options are 27, 28, or 20. Give me a team. Give me a team. I need a team. I need a team. The Braves. 27, 28, or 29. Okay. I'm going 29. Max? I'm also going 29. Correct. I actually need that one. Let's go. Max keeps copying my answers. I should get extra points for going first. (laughs) I actually knew that second one. Hey, well, I got it right, so does it really matter? <laughs> can't call me a homer today. We're going to go into Max's bag a little. How many career home runs does Albert Pujols have? 660, oh, 652, or 659? Do you want me to go first so you can't copy me? Or so I can't copy you? Well, maybe I'll just copy you, so yeah, go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going 659. I'm going 652. Max was right. <laughs> oh, Colin. I should have copied you, dang it. <laughs> now I'm behind on this. I knew he was going to get it right. But uh, 59 for like so long. Since he's home to hit a gosh darn home run. He's had been at 659 since he hit his third one this year. Okay, let's get into an actual topic. <laughs> well, <clears throat> let's talk about some baseball. First of all, the Braves scored 29 runs the other day. I still can't believe 29 runs isn't the most ever in a game. Oh, no, not at all. The Brewers scored 19. So both no, of those teams won by 19. Another, I, there was a lot of big scores the other day. It was crazy. Another team scored Hey, the ball was just flying, you know? Yeah, no one was pitching well. The Brewers hit five home runs. Oh, my they God. Most, most base hits, extra base hits on franchise history, didn't they? Like 13 yeah. or something. 13 yesterday. Tyrone Taylor, who is one of the many outfielders I was called up to help fill the void of Lorenzo Cain, had two doubles in a home run and I think a single. So, Jacob Nottingham, though. What? No Jacob Nottingham. Nottingham. Yeah, that looked like a pop-up to short, and then it just kept going. (laughs) It was kind of crazy, actually. Hey, that's how it be sometimes, you know? It doesn't look like it's going out. How did the Cardinals do yesterday? What did the Cardinals do yesterday? Oh, wait. It was their last off day for the rest of the year. <laughs> they don't deserve any more, those casino goers. They literally got, like, something ridiculous. Like, they got to play 10 games for the Brewers. Like, which is 20 games of the rest of the month. And, like, all I'm going to say is seven inning double headers is the worst thing to ever happen to baseball. That's the best Bad. thing ever to see. No, no, no. Because some teams, like, the Brewers and other teams don't know how to score until the seventh inning. 
Well, that's just tough luck for you. The fact that the Cardinals got to play the Brewers ten more times is not something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> ten more times. Ten more times. In yes, like 20 sir. yes, sir. Like half yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like half our Brewers. That that that's entertaining watching the same teams play every <laughs> single night. It's gonna be something ridiculous. Like, um, let me try to find it. It's oh, some... I don't care. You guys deserve to lose every single one of those games. We're not going to lose. We're not going to go 0-10. You, you, you literally cost the Brewers a week of baseball. Well, whose fault is that? Um, The players who went to the casino. I don't think they went to the casino. Why was it reported? I think it's the casino's fault for letting them in. Why was it reported that they went to a casino or they didn't go to a casino? Why would that be out there? Hmm? Hey, fake news. It's out there. Shut up. We played the Brewers 10 times in less than two weeks. Good. That, that, that makes. And you have to deal with the no bird team that just was on fire yesterday. So if they hit like that the rest of the year, you're not winning. I'm just gonna say, what's his face? Burns pitches like that. No face. Oh my god, Burns is disgusting, bro. And they should treat him like 08 CC Sabathia, because 08 CC Sabathia pitched like every three days, and that's the only reason we made the playoffs that year, because CC was filthy. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the fact that there's some football tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, the Chiefs and the Texans. Let's go. I am so ready for this. But, um, yeah, no. So, football. It's the Chiefs and someone tonight, right? Texans. Like, Chiefs and Texans. I'm rolling Chiefs, obviously. Man, give me the Texans. You yeah, want the Sean Watson? Nah, he sucks. Overrated. Let me, let me hear the Super Bowl predictions right now. Right now? Yes. Sir. Well, the Chiefs are going back-to-back, so everything else is kind of – if I'm going to pick what I want to see, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes because I feel like that'd be a fun game. That would be a good matchup. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. That'd be a good matchup. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Mahomes is the guy who said he modeled his game after Favre and Rodgers anyway, so that'd be like a cool matchup to see. Yeah, and Rodgers would get to see that he's not as good as Mahomes and never has been. More? Yes, but prime Rodgers? Never has been. I said never has been. Crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Thank you. Colin, you just showed that you've never watched football before. That is not true. I watched a lot of prime Aaron Rodgers, to be fair, and I just thought he was overrated most of the time. Yeah, okay. No, I think the NFC... In fact, I thought I thought Ben Roethlisberger was better than Aaron Rodgers most of the time. Ben You're stupid. <laughs> okay, what were you saying about the East? I think the NFC, honestly, is going to come out of the NFC West or the NFC East. Not the East, the South. The Central is the most competitive NFC division, has been for years, but I don't know if they were. Oh, not more competitive than the NFC. Oh, yeah. and the most competitive. I didn't say talented. Competitive as in the teams always finish like two games within each other at least the last three years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers just beat up on each other all year. Actually, the Packers swept the North, but yeah. Um, oh. oh, well, guys, I forget what the conference is which. But no, the Packers swept thirteen and three last year. We were thirteen and three, and we still went further than the Saints. But we were the worst thirteen and three team of all time. I know. I feel like they're kind of getting disrespected. Much as I don't like the Packers, I feel like they're getting disrespected. Exactly. Um, And they don't have any receivers right now, so I'm telling you, pride at at Urbandale, Iowa. Alan Lazard. Oh yeah, my bad. I forgot about Lazard. Lazard. Yeah, we Devante? talked about this last week. Lazard's going to be a dog, but, like, other Devante? than that, they don't have any receivers these first few Besides weeks. Besides Devontae Adams, <laughs> I mean, Alan Lazard might be the second-best option. I'm not even kidding. Lazard? Oh, yeah, he is right now. They picked up somebody who used to play for the Bills the other day. I don't remember his name. 
And then I, mean, I was just talking about NFC Jake East. Kumaro last time, and I saw he got cut. Who? Jake Kumaro or whatever. Oh, yeah, trash. I was just hyping him up last time. <laughs> he got cut. Uh, but, no, um, speaking of the NFC East, did you guys see what Skip Bayless said today about Dak Prescott? That he's bad? That sounds like a Skip Bayless thing to say. Oh, Dak was talking about what happened with his brother, and his brother um, eventually – his brother had committed suicide, which thoughts and prayers to Dak, obviously. But Skip Bayless said that he had no sympathy for him, that this is football. He needs to get over it. <laughs> wow, that's Skip Bayless for you guys. What a, what a <laughs> lovely human being. That what is, a lovely human that being. That is ridiculous. He said that basically that he has to focus on football. He, that Matt, well, Dak Prescott has no time to where he can grieve about the death of his brother. That's tough. Here's my question. If you put Wentz on the Cowboys, would he be better than Dak on the Cowboys? I don't know. That's a great question. I think McCarthy is going to be a good coach for Dak because McCarthy has shown that he can – I think he will too. That he's been good. I think Johnny Manziel would be better on the Cowboys – the Cowboys have like a bunch of good players. Like they really do. Fast. They're, they're Dak, pretty stacked, they're man. Dak, the Eagles are trash. Dak isn't bad. Dak is overrated. That's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you put Wentz on the Cowboys, Wentz would probably be getting all the hype that Dak's getting, if not more. I, I think, think Dak is a slightly above average quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. But I think Wentz is not bad. I think McCarthy. Oh, Wentz is good. Wentz is a good quarterback. I think Dak also doesn't like to come out of his shell. I think Dak likes to stay in his comfort zone. I think McCarthy, looking at his history with other quarterbacks that he's worked with, has done a good job of forcing people out of that kind of mindset where he's like, with Rodgers, Rodgers, we didn't see the crazy throws in college, but Rodgers has made some crazy throws in the NFL. So I think McCarthy will help Dak come out of his shell a little more and try to make more, take more risks in a sense, instead of just playing the the safe route every time. I mean, I, yeah, I see it. I, I just think that – I don't understand how the Cowboys don't win so many more games than they do. Jason they look so good on paper. Yeah. So good on paper. Garrett was the worst coach in football the last – I know. That's why I'm interested to see if McCarthy makes them that much better. Because I think paper, McCarthy, like Colin said, they look really good. They're just, I just think McCarthy and Rodgers, like after a few years, they just got tired of each other. And that's why Rodgers didn't care when McCarthy left and got fired. Because you see Rodgers now with LaFleur, he's a lot he's back to what young Rodgers was with McCarthy. So I think that's a big deal. I think Rod I think McCarthy does better with young guys than he does with old um, veterans in the sense of he can develop them instead of having to mess with them more. I don't know about the Chiefs are gonna be good, obviously. Um they're the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, they have the best receivers in football. In tight ends. <laughs> In tight end. Actually, I would say Kittle's the best tight end. Kittle's good, but like. Oh yeah, George Kittle is a beast. Top tier tight end with some speedy dudes on the outside. I mean, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I think that'll be a big addition for him too. Um, my thing is also like people are talking about the Bucks a lot. Tom Brady's old. I don't know how much he can do, but we'll also see what Gronk does because he's coming back after being gone for like two years. Yeah. But like Tom Brady's old. We haven't seen Tom Brady play that running gun offense ever, let alone when he was young. Right. And yeah, he definitely like, cannot play a running gun. But that's what Bruce Arians runs. So well, I don't. And they, I mean, they got a lot of weapons. I just it'll be interesting to see how they use them because, and they're not all like, you know, Pat Mahomes. It's 
a bunch yeah. of guys who haven't really been in the big stage, and then two guys that are older, and then Fournette. I mean, that could be a good signing, but like, also sometimes maybe maybe not. I don't think know. Mike Evans is going to want to. I don't think Mike Evans is going to want to run a dump route every two plays. Right. Like he thrives in the middle of the field. I feel like I just don't know how that's going to mess with Brady. Not that I think Brady's going to be terrible. Like it's Tom Brady. He's always been at least a good quarterback. But I just don't know how he's going to mess with the younger receivers when he can't do the stuff that, especially when he was younger, he could do. I don't know. I think Brady's going to, especially because in the end zone, Gronk was always his go-to guy, especially down there in the end zone. But that's really what Mike Evans has been in Tampa for a while. So I don't think he's going to necessarily like the idea of that, of Gronk getting more, all the touches down there. Mike Evans won't like that? Yeah, I don't think Mike Evans will like the idea of Gronk getting the touches all the way down there. Mike Evans is a bigger receiver, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think he's like 6'5". Yeah, he's pretty big. And it depends on how much they want to win. If Mike Evans wants to win or if he wants to get 1,000 yards, every, you know, what, like what does he want as a – if he wants yeah, to win. Like, yeah, goal. you're right. You're right about that. But um, I think Mike Evans getting 1,000 yards can equate to more wins, honestly. He's one of the best receivers in football. I agree. Mm-hmm. But is, is it, again, is he going to want every touch, you know? Because that's, that's oh, basically no. what he's done in Tampa so far is but he's been getting every touch, and he's not going to get that this year. I think he'll understand that, obviously, there's more talent. Like, we need to spread the touches around. But I think he's going to get mad if he's not the number one option. Right. You know, if you know any receivers, they all have that little stigma of, hey, I'm the best. It's that simple. Well, Chris Godwin Chris Godwin's probably number one receiver on plenty of other teams, too. Oh, definitely. Chris Godwin's very good. And then, obviously, Gronk, like, I'm not saying Gronk's going to come out and be terrible because it's Rob Gronkowski, literally a top, what, eight tight end of all time, talent-wise at least. And, obviously, he still has something there. But who knows what he can do after two years off. Will he be more mobile? Will he – Will he be fresher, or will he just look completely out of shape and out of it? Who knows? You never know with Gronk. Let's be real. Yeah, I think that's the big question is just how, how really in shape is Gronk to play football because he hasn't played in two years. Is, like, his body ready for that, or did he pick the right time to hang it up two years ago? I mean, he's only 31, so that's a plus. It's not like he retired at some insane age like Jason Witten with the Cowboys and then came back. You know, like, he's still young, per se. But he's not the youngest he's ever been. And then, what's another team? What's a team? I want to talk about the Bears, kind of. Did you see the report? Oh, the Bears. Did you see that? I think David Montgomery is supposed to be out this first week. Is he? I'm not sure. But I saw uh, the... I think I think I read that somewhere. Maybe I'm crazy. All I'm going to say is that them picking up Nick Foles – was worthless if they're still going to start Trubisky. I'd go Foles over Trubisky. I would too, but even if oh, they're going to start hey. Trubisky, at least if you you have a good backup option. Like I think sometimes teams aren't going to sit their starter because their backup guy is, uh, like <clears throat> or someone stupid. Like they're Montgomery not going to produce. They're just like a fill in. Montgomery was hurt, but he's but he practiced in full today. Okay. So that's a good sign. Um, they play the Lions week one, and Adrian Peterson obviously just signed with the Lions. Lions would be interesting because they drafted 
DeAndre Swift, and they got Kerryon Johnson. I don't know what they're taking AP for. Just the mentor. The veteran leadership. They want that veteran leadership. I mean, a lot of younger running backs probably looked up to AP. Let's be real. They grew up in AP's prime. So just somebody that they can that they looked up to as a um as a teammate might help them adjust. AP more. is getting old. How old is AP? He's pretty thirty-three. Yeah, that's pretty old for a running back right now. So I'm saying, like, I just was surprised that the Lions picked him up and not somebody he's else. Thirty-five. Oh yeah, no, he's getting up there. And he's, he's losing that. He's six one. I don't know what AP he's done. is six one. Yeah, I don't know what he could have sworn he was 5'10". I don't know what he's done receiving-wise in his career. But, I mean, you could maybe option him out wide a little bit. I just think DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson can pretty good one-two punch. I don't know what you're needing AP for. He's, yeah, no, Collins, right? It's going to be mostly for that veteran stuff. I mean, they might be looking to use AP in the passing game because, I mean, AP's had a career high of 436 passing receiving yards in a year. Maybe use him as a second option in the passing game. He's been a good pass blocker over the years too. Kind yeah, of. I don't think he's going to get too much, too many touches rushing the ball, oh, no, especially no. near the goal line. I don't think he's going to get very many touches. Yeah, no, he won't get that many touches. But um, he'll be it'll be interesting. It might also just be a thing to rub in the Vikings' face. Who knows? But um, back to the Bears. Uh, back the to report, the Bears. The report that Trubisky was going to start threw me off a little. Not that I think Trubisky is the worst quarterback in the NFL because there was the report that he played injured last year, but <clears throat> I just don't know how good he is. You know what I mean? I in mean, the sense of, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's great, but I also think that if you're trading up to number two to take Trubisky, I'm not starting holes over him. But that's yeah, they've already they've when they picked him, they they were like, okay, Trubisky's our guy, and I feel like he kind of just got to roll with it now, even though Foles may or may not be the better option. And even like if this is the last year of Trubisky's deal, you give Foles a year to learn what's kind of going on at worst, and then try to re-sign him next year, even though he's on a one year, and then you got him again. I mean, you st- I just feel like you got to roll with Trubisky because this is the last year of his deal too. So, I mean, yeah, I just I don't. I think Bears fans, there's a lot of Bears fans that have maybe given up on Trubisky as well. There's some that are Bears fans, and they're crazy. <clears throat> and they think, uh, that's what I was about to say. I was about to be like, who actually like trusts a Bears fan? But the, I've talked to a couple Bears fans that they just don't think Trubisky's it. And let's be real, they didn't have to trade out for Trubisky. They would have got him at, his, at their pick. And they should have drafted Watson, Mahomes, one of those two, even though they didn't have great draft ratings, which is crazy. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to bring it up because it's something that's been brought up for years. They shouldn't have drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Um, but you guys probably watched some college football last week. You want to talk about that? I have not had time to watch college football, to be fair. And I, I feel like it's been a lot of, like, smaller schools playing. I mean, I watched BYU just destroy me. Um, well, UAB plays tonight against Miami. DeAndre hey. King. Oh, boy. I, I feel like I know who's going to win that one. But um, did, I, did Iowa State play last week? 
No, they play this week. No. Yeah, they play this week. With no fans. Louisiana Lafayette. Woo! Is that a win? We'll see how Brock Purdy does, because I think Brock Purdy is the most NFL-ready quarterback in the Big 12. In the Big 12? In the Big 12, I think he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. Brock Purdy could go first round. I think Brock Purdy could I don't know who else is in the Big 12 very well. The only other good quarterbacks are, like, Sam Ellinger. I'm trying to think of who else. That's really, I mean, all the Big 12 guys got a bunch of new, younger quarterbacks, so. Um, that kid from North Dakota State, you know who I'm talking yeah. about? Last year, he, he like, had, like, the best college football season of all time. He, he threw for however many yards and then no interceptions. Trey Lance, whatever his name is. Yeah, Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be good. I uh, think I think uh, UNC is gonna be underrated football team this year. I think they're gonna be good. Mac Brown. I mean, hey, they all should have gotten sent home with how many gosh darn cases they got. <laughs> they sent everyone home except the football team. Uh, but Trey Lance, I think they get one game this year. So if he can have one good game, he's going to be the first, the first quarterback taken in the draft. No, he's not going to take it over Trevor Lawrence. Oh well, yeah, uh, sorry, I forgot about Lawrence, but he could slide into the first round. I should say, not first quarterback. Yeah. I think he'd probably be if he had a full season, he'd probably be top five quarterback. I don't know who's better between him and Fields. I don't. We got ten minutes, guys, but um, I don't know how good Fields actually is. At quarter at NFL level, I think he'll be good. No. Well, if you just look at Ohio State quarterbacks, not a lot of them transferred to the NFL that way. Yeah, but he was the number one recruit in the country. He was, hey, Terrell Pryor wasn't a bad receiver. Yeah. Terrell Pryor wasn't a great receiver either. He wasn't yeah, but, great, but he wasn't bad. He came from quarterback to receiver. Right? So, hey, same thing, right? <laughs> but no, Trey Lance was 192 and 287 with. 2,700 yards, 20 touchdowns, and zero picks. Those numbers are insane. Those well, are pretty insane like, numbers. I don't it's even know like you look at North Dakota State and you're like, oh, man, these guys – I mean, Carson Wentz, so you have – it's not like it's the first guy ever. So, you have some proof. And the, they, the best, it's the best FC, FCS score. Right. Yeah. So, you have to take that into account. NBA, man. We're going to talk about oh, the wow. NBA still. We've got a whole episode without talking about the NBA so far. Dude, we got to talk about basketball. What do you, Daniel, are you a Bucks fan? Because I know you're all about this Wisco love, man. I mean, can you just talk about how nice it is to be one of the final four teams in the NBA right now? I yeah, bro. Sure. Loving the heat right now. Oh, loving it. I'm a Bucks fan if I was cheering for a team. Yes, but I'm more of a player first kind of guy. You know what I mean? Uh, I see that. Giannis, yeah. well, how do you feel players? about the Giannis thing and the Giannis injury, Giannis not playing? Do you think it really would have changed the outcome? Because the Heat were oh, yeah. it changed on the fire the whole series. I think I think Giannis playing would have changed the outcome a little bit. I think that game doesn't – I think he goes one more game to say the really? See, I think When I think about it, I know there's a lot of people like, oh, Giannis, go to the Heat or whatever. Being a Heat fan – I do not. I don't want Giannis. I don't. No, want he's him. gonna ruin the dynamic, bro. It's just such a balanced team. You don't have to guard. It's a balanced team. You don't have to guard him. 
How do you not have to guard him? Please explain. You don't have to put a guy in the three-point line. If he goes to the heat – They do, though. They do guard him at the three-point line because he'll – I'm saying you don't have – listen, if you put Jimmy Butler out there, he shoots 25% from three this year. Bam took, like, five threes the whole year. Yeah, but Bam Bam can hit it. Bam has shot like they five can percent. all hit it, but not at a consistent clip that people Where, are going to be out there on them like they want. He, he would wall off Giannis, and you just don't want to let him get a full head of steam. So you can play him three steps off. And if Giannis is going to shoot six threes on you, and he makes six threes, you'd be like, "All right, good work." Buddy. You live with that. Yeah. You live with you that. You can't guard him everywhere. You got to let him shoot the three. The thing is, Giannis has improved every year. From three as well. You got to look at it that way. I understand that he's not a consistent three-point shooter. Obviously, we get that. But the fact that he's consistently improved. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the Giannis quote today? That he said he, he wasn't going to leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically – everyone said he was targeting Kevin Durant when he was talking about, like, some people, like, leave or whatever, and then, like, he sees the wall and he goes through it. But yeah, so, I mean, if he's going to stay with Milwaukee, he's going to stay with Milwaukee. But a question um, I'm really interested about is Jimmy no. Butler. Where, Where is Jimmy Butler in the top 15, 20 players in the NBA right now? In the 12 league. Because I think his impact is felt beyond his stats. Because he's only averaging, what, 19, 6, and 6. He's not shooting great. But he's in the 12 range. His impact goes beyond that. I'd say I would 12. say – 10 to 15, anywhere in there. 12. I mean, not top 10 because – I don't so think he's quite top 10. But, but yeah. Close. Like that like right. that right after 10 range. Yeah. And I think Bam's probably top 20. Bam's probably 18. Bam's coming is the thing. Because yeah. in probably – in probably three, two to three years, Bam is going to be five. the best player on the team. Top yeah. five centers in the league right now are Jokic, Embiid, Bam – and two other – I can't think of their names. But yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, so yeah, pretty good. And then those are the top four. I'd say Bam's four right now. I think if Giannis is really going to stay in Milwaukee, they need to do something. And I think they should try to trade for Chris Paul. And yeah. that would be they – would, they would, Do, they, would do be, they have the cap to trade for Chris Paul? Because this man's making 30 mil a year. Yeah, yeah. I think well, – Bledsoe's contract plus um, Hill and DiVincenzo, I think, is what or and one the of problem the problem trading for Chris oh. Paul is, like, what are you going to trade? You might have to get another team in there because uh, I don't want Bledsoe or, you know, I want somebody decent. I saw a projected trade earlier. I'll pull it up. But I think Chris Paul to the Bucks would help them. Like, if, if, if Chris Paul to the Bucks, I would be solely bent on the Bucks being really good. I think the Bucks might go for a guy like a Karis Levert, something like that. Because they need a point guard. Bledsoe's been terrible. Bledsoe needs a Bledsoe's good backup point guard. Yeah, Bledsoe. I saw this trade earlier. It's Chris Paul for oh, Urson, George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and two first round picks. Yeah, the Thunder are not taking that. I would maybe take two first round picks, but George Hill and like. George Hill. Chris Paul's playing too well. You actually got to give up some value for Chris Paul right now. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I said we should replace George Hill, who technically was the best backup point guard in basketball last year. He shot like 50% from three. Um, We should replace him with Dante DiVincenzo, even though Dante's a fan favorite. Yeah, you don't want to give up Dante. I know. You don't want to, but if if it's going to help you win a championship, you might have to. 
or I mean, DJ Wilson has potential to be a solid player. You could throw him in instead of Urson. But the big I mean, thing is money works with Bledsoe Hill and Urson. That's why I mean, there's cool. a lot of options. But if I'm the Thunder, I'm taking – it depends on what the Thunder want to do too because they fired Billy Donovan. Like, are they oh, still yeah. thinking they're going to go oh, no, the, now? Or they, they wanna... I think they're going to officially hit that reset around Shea. I think Shea – is a guy that he learned a lot from Chris Paul. I think Shea's a point guard anyway. I don't think Shea because Shea is Schroeder still. I mean, oh yeah, and Schroeder, Schroeder's a all Schroeder and Shea. Surprisingly, all three of them on the court together worked really well. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the roster so that I can tell you a couple more guys that might be traded. You could throw Dante. I mean, DJ Wilson's another young guy. He's not very good. Uh. I don't think they had. The Thunder are also going to have to get rid of Gallinari if they're going to get rid of Chris Paul and really hit that reset button. I think Gallinari is a free agent. I've is he? A lot of he's a free agent. Oh yeah, this year's his contract year. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Gallinari to the Heat actually, which would be. I was too, but it depends on what the Heat want to do. I think the Heat really need to re-sign Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder's been an absolute. Jay Crowder has been a very big part since he came over from Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Crowder. I also know the Heat have cap room in 2021 to go for another big name. They got they got a max slot, so I don't know what they're max. Plans but for also, you say, "Oh, I don't want Giannis." A, a year ago, we were talking. You said that Giannis was going to Miami. I'm not saying Giannis is not. If Giannis comes to Miami, I'm not going to be like, "Oh man, we got Giannis." No, I'm saying <laughs> I would rather have Bradley Beal or Oladipo because they would fit better in the scheme. I don't. The thing with Oladipo is I like Oladipo, but we've seen one really good year of Oladipo. We've seen one okay year with Oladipo, and we've seen a lot of average years from Victor Oladipo. Let's be real. But he's coming off that injury. Is Do you think Oladipo is going to be the same player is my big thing. I think he um, can be, but I don't know if he will be. I he also don't think if you're on the heat, he doesn't have to be the same guy. He has to shoot better than Jimmy. He's just got to average 15 and play defense. Yeah, and if he averages like – If he's on the heat. 15 to 20. Okay. Also, are you going to play him at the one since he's a pick-and-roll guy? I mean, but Jimmy can bring it up. You can go Jimmy, Bam. I honestly think – I don't know what they're going to do. I feel like Hero's going to be in the starting lineup for the future. That's what I'm saying. But Hero can handle the rock. So, you could go Hero. Hero's not a point guard in the sense. I mean, they've been playing him at point guard. Have they been? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy can run the point a little yeah. bit. Jimmy yeah, really can run the point. But so could Victor. So, so could Vo. I think Vo would be That's the best option. But to a guard. lot of the guys on the Heat, a lot of the guys on the Heat right now, bring the ball up. Bam brings it up. Jimmy brings. Oh it up. yeah, Jimmy no, oh definitely. Like they're a team that any they can trust anybody to bring the ball up. One hundred. Like you don't have. Brooklyn I think a Victor Oladipo Bam pick and roll would be real nice. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Or, or, or Jimmy. Jimmy and Bam pick and roll, Oladipo or Duncan and Hero spacing it out. You know, Tyler Hero. That'd be a scary team to be real. That's a scary Tyler team. Tyler Hero is just listed as a shooting guard. I think that's where he gets the bulk of his minutes anyway. I agree. But they also, I mean, when they were playing the Suns in the season. We also got game, Kendrick Nunn. I, yeah, and oh, Kendrick yeah. Nunn playing like. But you're not going to sign Big Kendrick Nunn might run the point. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sign Oladipo and bench him. No, that's but that's what I'm but. And I, mean, I don't think they want Hero coming off the bench. I don't know what they're going to do with none because they might. They're going to have to trade somebody then. Because they're going to re-sign Drogic. I mean, this is Are they? There's, yeah, been a, there's been a lot of rumors. Drogic is an amazing backup point guard right now. 
They'll resign But there's a lot of teams that will will maybe want to throw their money at Drogic. Oh game. yeah, I agree. But I've also oh, seen he's uh, he's getting up there though. The so Sun, I, don't, I don't even know Suns how much want to bring him back. For all we know. Right. But I've also seen a lot of stuff. The guy that he, he's played with Booker before. You know, like he could go to Phoenix. He could go to. I don't think Milwaukee he might want, want to look at him. Who knows? He's a guy he can knock down his shot. He can run an offense. Is that what the? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I know that he have mentioned that their top priority is resigning Dragic this offseason. So yeah, and I mean, before and this, I'm not saying playoff. that Dragic won't resign or that he will resign, but I just know that that's really important to the Heat, and I know Dragic is enjoying his time there at least at the moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, so. Celtics Raptors. Game seven. Uh, I got Raptors. Game seven. I got Raptors. I, as a Heat fan, I hope the Raptors win. As a oh yeah, we're way better matchup against the Raptors than the Celtics. I think I think Raptors Heat would be a better series, honestly. Well, the but or the the Celtics are just tough, dude. Especially if they get Hayward back. Some games they're just like it's hard. It's real hard to beat the Celtics, but then other games it's just like ah. Like last night, I feel like they definitely should have won. But they the problem with the Celtics sometimes is if Kemba Walker's not scoring, then you know who are you gonna rely on there? It's like Tatum and Brown just don't really take that leadership that Walker has because he's a veteran. Yeah. I don't know. They just let him do the work. I don't know how well Tatum and Brown's games play together, honestly, because one game they'll play great together, next game they both look out of sync. You know, I kind of think the Celtics might have to trade one of them, really. Exactly. I really do. Because they also, they're also really the same position. Let's be honest. They're yeah. both small forwards. I don't think you can they're play Tatum, Brown, and Hayward at the same time. Hayward's a free There's three guys that are like the exact thing. You're right. And maybe you don't bring him back. But, like, those three guys together are really similar. Because you're playing Hayward or Tatum at the four, which neither yeah. one of them are fours. And Tice at the five is not the same. Like, he's just not big enough, I think. I mean, Tice, is, Tice does what he can. Tice has been okay. Right. Tice would be a good backup center, but ideally you don't want him starting. But I think Robert Williams should be the center. I mean, that dude's playing insane right now. But the thing with – you let Hayward walk, you free up that money, you call up – who's a free agent center this year, Drummond? Uh, there's not a lot of good free agents this year. It's next year. It's a bunch. Yeah. I mean, Drummond's probably the best available free agent center this year because AD doesn't like to play center. And I don't know how much money people are going to be willing to throw Andre Drummond just to say it. Well, you don't know how much money they're going to be able to throw with all the renegotiations and all that stuff, too. Especially – and they signed Jalen Brown to that giant extension. I think Jalen Brown – You know who the Bucks might need to go get? Who? Fred Van Fleet. I, I <laughs> He's a bucket. He is a bucket. He is and he, he's looking for a bag this offseason. He's pride of Wichita but State. We don't have money to sign him. We have money that we have to trade. That's the issue. Uh, You'd have to do a sign-and trade with the – They the could Rock. do a sign-and trade, but, but I don't Fred VanVleet would not be a bad option for the Bucks. I don't think. Oh, no. Well, you might add some people to the Raptors. But Raptors like, the Raptors dad. don't want Eric Bledsoe. No, but you could trade um, – I mean, you could go – Ooh, Raptors uh, are known for developing talent, so you can just give them some young guys, man. Dante and DJ? That's the only really young guys we have. Yeah, I don't know. But I also don't know anything really about how deep who the Raptors actually have besides it's starting like seven. 
Hey, bro, Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas, you already know. He was from Iowa State, shout out. He was playing a lot last night. Yeah, dude, he's a shooter, bro. That's all. That's down. that's what all teams need is a shooter, bro. If you can stand in the corner and knock down that shot. If you can shot, be a knockdown shooter, there's a place for you in the NBA. But I could, see, I could see the Celtics going after Drummond because they need someone who can rebound. And Drummond is literally numbers-wise one of the best rebounders of all time. I don't know. It's Detroit fans tough, hated bro. Drummond. It was it was weird. Drummond was good, but Detroit fans just hated him because they felt like they ru- he ruined the flow of the game or something because he just stood in the paint and grabbed boards and that was about player. it. That's why. 2011-2012. What's Capella's contract? He's a pretty good rebounder. Uh, he's with the Hawks. I don't think the Hawks are going to let him walk because the, John Collins is not a center. John Collins cannot play any sort of defense. He's, uh, he's got buddies. John Collins has not been playing any defense. I mean, Drummond and Kemba both went to UConn, but Kemba left the year before Drummond came in. So they didn't play together, but they have the UConn connection there. I just think that if they need someone who's going to rebound and maybe block a shot and a half a game, He's the guy. And I feel like Drummond's only worth, like, max $22 million. He's not going to – I bet people throw a lot of money at him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get that 28 that his player option entails. Well, yeah, fine. That. I think he's going to take his player option because he's not going to get that. Yeah, he wants to win. He's been on bad teams his whole career, let's be real. Oh, well. I mean, some guys just – Rather Sometimes you just got to go get the bag, like Mello. Rather chase the bag. Mello. Yeah. Mello's always going to go get the bag. Mello better. Yeah. yeah. Be nice I saw a stat um, the other day on Instagram, and it said Mello was 98% locked from the Hall of Fame. And I said that was the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. Mello is one of the greatest scorers of all time. I agree that he's one of the greatest scorers of so all he's time. The Hall that does not make you a 98% lock. Yeah, I don't know about 98% lock. I don't think he's a first ballot like Hall of Famer. I don't. Hey, Colin, Colin, Basketball Hall of Fame takes into college career as well. He went to Syracuse one year, won a national championship, and bounced. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Get over it. I'm not sure about that. I don't know about first ballot, but he'd definitely be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's just I don't think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I don't think he's as clear of a Hall of Famer as you think he is. I'm going to remember this. Let's see. Okay. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, one, because of his Olympic play and his play at Syracuse. Not so. If you talk about his NBA career specifically, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. If you if you disclude the rest of that stuff, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time. How can you say that? I think he's Paul Pierce without a ring. You're crazy. I think it depends. He's more athletic than Paul Pierce ever was. What are you talking about? Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Paul Pierce is one of the least athletic people ever when it comes to NBA standards. He's still got buckets. Yeah, no, I'm not saying Paul Pierce was bad, but you sound like Paul Pierce saying that he was better than D. Wade. Like, stop. No. When did I, I – I said that I thought Melo had a similar career to Paul Pierce, but he doesn't have a ring. He does have a ring. If you look at the numbers, their careers are similar. But he does technically have a ring. He doesn't have a ring. The yeah. NBA ring? That's what I'm talking about. He did not NBA have – You didn't say an NBA ring. You just said a ring. We're talking ba- basketball. Daniel, I literally, Daniel, I literally said, discluding what he did in college and in the Olympics, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. You're crazy because he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. I don't think that just puts you in the Hall of Fame. 
the basketball. A lot of people were questioning the fact that Tracy McGrady was it's the was basketball all, was, hall that, of fame. was in the Hall of Fame that quick. It's the basketball Hall of Fame. If it was the NBA Hall of Fame, it's different. He's not first ballot. But the basketball Hall of Fame, he's first ballot. And there's a big difference there. Again, Half the people in the basketball Hall of Fame we've never heard of because they weren't. There's that some good. crazy Euroleague players because they're not that good. Man, the Clippers aren't even going to get past the Nuggets. I'm calling yep. it. You're calling it right now. You don't think Kawhi can take him past the Nuggets? Nuggets in seven. <laughs> hey, bro, you think Jamal Jamal Murray is going to have to play a little bit better? If that's He's going to have happen. to play. It's like three one. So he was three one in the finals. LeBron, you're telling me they're about hey, bro, Jamal Murray's dropping sixty a game now, Max. Just watch. That's a tough take. <laughs> I'm not oh, they're going to put they're Jamal gonna put Murray is averaging 60 a game now. This is going to be the starting lineup the rest of the series. Jokic at the one. Jamal Murray at the two. Or Michael Porter Jr. at the two. Bobo at the three. Yeah, they need to run out that lineup. You can't – yeah, you already ran out of options. Who's who's bigger? Jason Plumley put him in there. <laughs> or, okay, okay, you can put Murray – keep Murray in the lineup. He's like 6'4". And then Jokic, Porter Jr. Bobo, Plumley, and Millsap. Plumley, and then <laughs> kick Millsap to the curb. <laughs> he got three point shooters everywhere. Start Monte Morris at center. Monte Morris is probably a top two backup, top five backup point guard. He's oh. just a solid backup point guard. That's that's Monte Morris, and that's the best way to describe him. The series is three one Clippers. But they, hey, bro, Kawhi's a choke artist. Yeah, man. And wow. playoff P, I mean, playoff you never P know with playoff P. Playoff P is about a drop 60 a game. Pandemic P? Uh, no. Nah. Playoff P is going to drop about six a game on 37% shooting. <laughs> He's so bad in the playoffs. That's why they call him playoff P. But no, starting five. Hey, he's missing the real playoff P. Paul Pierce, man. Paul Pierce was the real playoff P. I hate Paul Pierce so much. Dude, I love Paul Pierce. Don't even Paul come Pierce at me with that. He's the truth. He is the truth. Biased sports. I mean, once he tried to say he was better than D Wade, I was out. I I did not say he was better than D Wade at any point. No, he said that. Yeah, when Daniel, I did not say that Paul Pierce was better than D Wade. Paul Pierce said it on that. Paul Pierce said he was better than D Wade. Oh, he did? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, are you kidding me? Who are your top five? Paul Pierce, you are comparable to, let's see. Um, he's a worse Ray Allen. I'll give you comparable to Ray Allen. I'll give Paul Pierce a comparison. Probably a little bit worse than Ray Allen. He's a worse version of Carmelo Anthony. I don't know about that, man. Talent wise, he's got a ring. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and he played on a super team. Hey, he's got a ring. Melo played on the worst team in the NBA. He played on a super team. Looking at that, though, they're not looking like, man, you played on a super team. Get out of here. Carmelo Anthony had to play on a team that started Steve Nobel. Daniel, 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 Daniel. Think of the top 15 players of all time for basketball. Now, do any of them not have a ring? Yes. Or were they so ever not on a super team? Probably Carl Malone. <laughs> That's about it. Charles Barkley, man. I don't think Charles Barkley is a top 15 player of all time. I couldn't tell you my top 15. Hold on. Top 10 is definitely no one that – But uh, top 15. <clears throat> LeBron. Michael Jordan, Kobe's obviously Carmelo. No, I'm kidding. Kobe. This isn't in any order. I'm just trying to think. Carmelo, Kareem, Magic Bird. Magic Bird, yeah. 
KD. Russell. You, you can start naming the centers. Please take KD out of your top ten because that's – I'll put him no in the top ten. player of all time? I said, I said no order. I'm just oh, kidding. my bad, my bad. Yeah, KD, I put KD in the top 15. I don't think he's quite top 10 yet. I didn't say top – I said no order. Relax. Yeah, okay. Okay, I was confused. My bad, my bad. Kevin Durant is better than – I was like, bro. He's better than – I was like, bro, KD's like 15. Katie's been in the NBA a lot longer than you think, though. Katie's oh, better. yeah. He's, 2007 was a while ago. Yeah. Katie's better than Larry Bird. Mm. At basketball? <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily true, but Larry Bird led some of the greatest teams to so many championships. Oh, <laughs> take out rings. Larry Bird is nothing. But the that's rings a good Take out the rings. rings How many times did Larry Bird come up? Clutch, bro. Larry Bird was clutch. Big <laughs> time plays. Rings, big rings time players make big time plays, and that was Larry play. legendary. Rings do not equate to talent. Oh my god. Look at Patrick McCaw. <laughs> okay. Three rings. Can we just say saying Patrick McCaw's insane? <laughs> you have to also be so stop bringing up rings when you're talking about who's a better basketball player. It's, rings 100% matter, especially yeah. if you're the leader of the team. If you are the best player on the team, rings matter. No. 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 How? How, how do rings no. not matter if you – I'm not saying – no. Listen, listen. You're listen. telling me that LeBron's rings in Miami mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. They mean absolutely nothing and how good of a basketball player he is. You're telling me Michael Jordan's 96 <laughs> season means nothing. Listen. listen. I'm – what I'm saying is when it comes to skill, rings mean nothing. When it comes to how good you were as a winner, obviously rings mean something. If you're a winner, obviously oh. rings mean something. So when you're judging someone – As a basketball player, skill, rings matter. When it so comes to winning – Because it means you won. The goal of basketball is to win. I don't think you're completely understanding. Rings are something that you should look at last when it comes to who's a better – a more skilled basketball player. Yeah, okay. But That's what I'm trying to say. They matter, though. Okay, you act like they don't okay, matter. Okay, at all. there. Fine. You they like matter. But when like it comes, okay, fine. Yes. Okay. That I misspoke. Then they matter when it comes to your legacy. They matter when it comes to accomplishment. But it doesn't matter about your skill because anybody okay. can win a ring. Okay, but I'm saying so. If you say who's the top, who's the top 15 player of all time, you're not taking any rings into effect at all. Well, no, that's – no, no, no. I'd take some. I'd take that. That's my last thing that I look at, though, in the sense of who – okay, I'm going to look at their skill, I'm going to look at their numbers, and then I'm going to look at rings. So you're telling I just me right now – rings put people up. Like, that's why Bill Russell's even considered a top-10 right. player by some people you're, because of all the rings. But let's be real. If, if rings were the main reason that people were better, Bill Russell would be known as the GOAT. You have to look at the other stuff before you look it's at It's not the main reason, but it is definitely it's in, a, like... But, so, instead of... Okay, so I misspoke. This is what I'm trying to say, is rings are the last thing that I personally look at. I don't care how many rings you won. I'm going to look at how good you were. I'm going to look at your numbers. I'm going to look at your skill, and I'm going to say, this is where I put you. But, how good you were, your, your number of rings is relevant to how good you were. Yes. It helps your it helps your placement in the top whatever obviously, but we're not going to sit here and act like athletically and handle wise, Larry Bird was better per se than Jamal Crawford. He had a better handle on the ball. He was more athletic. 
You know what I'm trying okay. to get at? So there's some okay, things but- that some people are just better at. Kevin Durant right. is skill-wise probably a little better than Larry Bird. But when you put everything into it, Larry Bird is Larry Bird. You also have to look at the rings, obviously. You have to look at his other accomplishments, obviously. And the thing is, like Max said, people aren't going to go and, like, oh, you played on a super team. They're not going to look at that. They're going to look at the rings. Did KD win rings? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. That's why like, I'm saying rings don't mean as much as some people think. That's what I okay. think. Not that okay. they don't matter because they do matter. Okay, but what I'm saying, though, is let's say, let's say that he win the title this year. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But doesn't that move Jimmy Butler up on your all-time ranking by so much? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd have more. If Chris Paul gets a ring, yeah, how high does he jump on your all-time? Because I think Chris Paul jumps several spots. Chris Paul right now? Almost anyone's all-time list. If where would you ring. say Chris Paul is among point guards of all time right now? I think he's probably like – I'd say top seven. Yeah, oh, he's definitely top, top seven. Five. I think he's probably like five. Top five, yeah. Top I think if he five. wins, he's probably like three. Yeah. Let's think. Is he better than Magic? I mean, no. Steve Nash – Steve Nash, dude, pretty good. Steve Nash is a top five point guard without rings. If Steve Nash had a ring, I think you people would argue that he's the but best point the guard thing. of all time. You also have to look at Steve Nash's two MVPs. You have to look at all of that stuff. That's also why. That's why, like, for me, rings, it's like, okay, that's something him and his team did. So we look at that last. Oh, I mean. But when you're the leader of that team. Leader. I w- would you call Jimmy Butler the best player on the Heat? I want to ask. I would. I don't know if I'd call him the best player, but he's 100% the leader of the team. Yeah. yeah. I would say most skilled player on the team is probably Bam. Honestly, Bam can play. Yeah. Jimmy will say that himself. Jimmy, will, Jimmy said before that Bam is, more, is the most skilled player on the team. Yeah. But when it comes when it comes down to it, who who do you want taking a final shot? Honestly, I'm not giving it to Jimmy either. I'm giving I'm, I'm it giving it to Jimmy. Jimmy. What the heck? I'm, I'm giving, giving Jimmy the dang ball. If you need a clutch three to win a game. I'm giving it to Tyler. I'm Hero giving the ball playoff. to Jimmy. In this playoff, I'm giving realized. it to Tyler Hero. And I hate Tyler Hero. Okay, I'm Tyler giving Hero. the ball to Jimmy. I'm, okay, I'm giving the ball to Jimmy to make a play. Exactly. I'm not saying he's gonna shoot it. Jimmy will run That's the a, offense. If he's open, he'll shoot it. But like. We're not running a play. If we're running a play, I'm running a play for Duncan Robinson. Yeah. We're running a hero because hero has knocked down so many clutch threes in this playoffs. Right. But that's the, po- that's the point. You put the ball in Jimmy's hand and say, all right, dude, you're the man. Exactly. Just like, so just like with Kerr and Kukoc, they put the ball in Michael's hands. Everyone knows Michael is the best player on that team. But best shooter on that team? Heck no. Like, Best shooter, like three points. You need three points to win a game. You're going to give the ball to Michael Jordan? No, you're you're not. But you're going to give the ball to Michael Jordan because he's Michael Jordan. And, and if you you're going to give the ball to Michael Jordan, and he's going to and you're going to trust him to make the right decision. Yeah, and if yes. he needs a three pointer, he's going to do whatever. That's where you. And I, I live with Michael Jordan. Say, shot. I would like if he takes the three and he misses, I'll live with that. He's Michael Jordan. Exactly. But when people say like, "Oh, LeBron's." LeBron relied on Kyrie to hit the three. Well, LeBron, in my opinion, made the right play. He gave they gave the ball to Kyrie because in that instance, we all know who the better shooter was on that. The best shooter on that team was. Besides, yeah, but you can't Portland. tell me LeBron hasn't taken his fair share of game winning threes before. Oh, exactly. No, LeBron has literally. There's like a stat out there. LeBron has the most clutch shots in playoff history. But no, Colin, I just think you. I I misspoke. So. Yes, rings mean something, but I look at rings last. 
just because you have to take into everything. We're gonna we're gonna have to make a list one of these podcasts. We're gonna have to make a list. Colin, you're gonna be. I don't know who Max would come with his number one. I'm not gonna take a guess, but I know who my number one is, and I know it's gonna be different than yours because you're. My number one is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. No. Okay. I would go probably Michael as well. Or LeBron. I don't know. I'm, I'm LeBron. I am LeBron, personally. I think LeBron is a very close number two, to be I fair. I, if, we take, if we only take their personal accomplishments, like it's numbers, LeBron's a better basketball player. But if you put rings into it, obviously Michael has the better resume. Well, also depends on what you – like, I would take LeBron's social and all his outside of basketball. But the thing is, I've never seen somebody in- – Michael Jordan was the most cultural icon back in the 90s. I I don't know. Michael Jordan. I agree with you. Everyone wanted to be like Mike, so I I, I don't know about that one, Max. LeBron literally – LeBron gets so much disrespect for being one of the best of all time. LeBron. I will agree with that. People hate on LeBron way too much. Okay. Let's move on to the game, boys. Wait, we're playing a game today? What's the game? We were playing guess whose stat line is this. Shout out to Colin because he reminded me that this game was something on Through the Wire. And Through the Wire. We steal all of the ideas, of course. Oh, well, you don't steal all your ideas, but we love Through the Wire. So we're going to. Good podcast. Shout out Kenny, Pierre, D Mills, and Mike. Except D Mills tweeted Trubisky was an MVP candidate. No. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is, that is laughable. He had one good quarter. But, uh, hey, bro, it's D Mills. D Mills always be, always be capping. Always. Always. Okay, so the first stat line is 31 points, 31 rebounds. They shot 42% from the field, and they played 40 minutes in a win versus the Knicks. Was it Ricky Rubio, Kevin Love, or DeAndre Jordan? Oh, that was in 2010. I'm going oh, to okay. That makes that that helps a lot. Um, that's the Caleb stat line in 2010. Oh yeah, that's Kevin. That's up. definitely. Like- oh my goodness. Okay, 32 points, 30 rebounds, shot 59 percent from the from the field, 34 minutes, and a win against against the Nets in 2018. Was it Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan? Oh, but it's 2018. Max, you can go first on this. 2018. One. Dwight. I don't think I think DeAndre Jordan honestly. I'm going Dwight. It was Dwight. Yeah, I'm going Dwight. I was like, bro, there's no way it's DeAndre. It was with the DeAndre Hornets. has not scored that many points in his yeah, life, Dwight, like in his entire DeAndre career. Just like, yes, he has. Don't disrespect him. Bro, did you know DeAndre Jordan is Michael Jordan's son? That's not true, but we all wish. It's probably like we all wish Michael Jordan's sons didn't start like a basketball. Next one. Okay, Four next points. One. I'm not giving you the year right away, okay? Okay. Four, four points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals, and 37 this minutes. This could be Ricky Rubio. In, this could be Rubio. In, um, what's it called? In 2017, I'll give you the year. So was it Lonzo Ball, Ricky Rubio, or DeAndre, or not DeAndre, that, Draymond Green? That also sounds like a Draymond stat line. That it really sounds sound like, like a Draymond stat line. That's also rookie Lonzo, so you got to remember. Rookie Lonzo yeah. wasn't putting up 10 oh, steals a game. Rookie Lonzo was not. And ha- what they shoot from the field? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, well, then it's probably way too good for Lonzo because Lonzo was taking way too many shots this rookie year. Um, I'm going to go Draymond. I am also going to agree with that. 
and it's Alvin Robertson. He played for the Bucks. Trust me. Um, next one, fifty-two points, sixteen rebounds, seven assists, shot fifty-eight percent from the field in thirty-six minutes in a win against the Six or in a loss against the Sixers. Excuse me. Was it Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, or Carmelo Anthony? What, what uh, year are we talking here? Do we not get the year? I'll give it to you if you have no idea. What was it? 15? Um, I'm pretty sure this is. This sounds like a mellow stat line and a loss. This sounds like a mellow stat line to me. Okay. Just take a guess since he guessed, Max. I'm going mellow. I'm going Giannis. It was Giannis. Uh, 30 points, 17 assists, 15 rebounds, shot 78% from the field in 33 minutes in a win against the Bucks. Was it Yusuf Nurkic, Nikola Jokic, or Nikola Vucevic? It had to be. It had to be Jokic. Wait, no one else is dropping that many assists. It had to be Jokic. What was the assist? 17. Yeah, no way the rest of them got to It's Jokic. It's 29 <laughs> points, 20 rebounds, nine blocks, shot 56% from the field, and a win against the Spurs. When was this, or are you not going to give us when? Because uh, I feel like if you give us when, it kind of gives it away. So I, I won't ask. I put Shaq um, in there. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. So 29 and 20 and nine blocks. It yep. really. I'm going Dwight. I'm going Shaq. It was Hassan. Because <laughs> that was the game. That was the game after they asked him what was your motivation. He said he wanted to get his two K rating up. Dude, I remember this. <laughs> That's why I said right away, I'm like, bro, that sounds like a Hassan Whiteside stat line. Twenty-three points, twenty-one rebounds, eleven blocks, three steals, sixty-seven percent from the field in thirty or in forty-five minutes in a win against the Sixers. Um <clears throat> was it Joe Kim? Andre Drummond, or once Hell again, no. Dwight Howard. Why do I feel like this has to be Dwight Howard? Because there's no way in Andre Drummond. Oh, it is an older game. I'll give you that much. Yeah, I might have to go with Dwight as well. Oh, I don't want to copy Dwight? him, so I'm going to go Andre Drummond. It was Joe Kim. Really? <laughs> it had to be like Brian. That had to be – that had to have been 2014 Defensive Player of the Year, Joe yeah. Kim, Nova, yeah. where he was arguably the best center in the league. It was 13, so I yeah. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. Like, when he was when he was arguably five. the best center in the league, but that's that's oh when heroes won MVP, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. 44 points, 24 rebounds, 10 assists, four steals, 45% from the field, 51 minutes and a win against the Bulls. Was it Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, or Nikola Jokic? I Anthony Davis was the first thought when you said that stat line, so I'm going Anthony Davis. Okay. I would have to agree. That was my first thought as well. That was a boogie game in New Orleans. Oh. Ah, okay, yeah. No, that can be boogie. I feel that. NBA stats are so hard, dude. They are. Okay. 20 points, 20 assists, zero turnovers, 50% from the field. Um, Rajon Rondo, LeBron James, or Chris Paul? I'm going CP3, baby. I'm going Rondo. CP3. Ah. I feel like I remember that game. When was that? Uh, that was 2016 against the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah, see, if you would have said 2016, I would have been like, oh, that wasn't Rondo. Rondo had a 29 assist game in, in 2016. Give me some Tony Snell stats. He did? Yeah. With the Pel- when he was on the Pelicans, he had a 29 assist game. 
Oh, yeah. I forgot. He just threw that. He just threw it up to AD. I forgot. Okay. 46 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 7 blocks in 34 minutes. That's insane. In a win against the Lakers. Did you say 37 blocks? No. 7 blocks. Oh, I was like, what? Was it Hassan Whiteside? No. Dwight Howard? Or... Joel Embiid. Dude, I'm going Joel. I have to. I feel like it might be Joel as well. It was. Okay. 24 points, 23 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, 5 blocks. Kyle Lowry. The 5 by 5. Was it DeAndre Ayton? Dwight Howard again. Dwight Howard keeps popping up. Or Yusuf Nurkic? Nurkic. Yeah, that does sound like a Nurk Daddy game. Yeah, that's a Nurkic game. That's a 5x5 five five game. This one should be easy. 20 points, 20 rebounds, 21 assists. Rajon Rondo, Russell Westbrook, or Chris Paul? Westbrook, baby. Yeah, it's Westbrook. Yeah, that's the 20-20-20. 59 like points, 20 rebounds, shot 70.6% from the field in 43 minutes and a win against the Pistons. Boogie, AD, or <clears throat> excuse me, Joe Kim. AD. I'm also going to go AD. It was. Good job. Proud of you. Oh, this one's so easy, bro. 70 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Devin Booker. Yeah. 60 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 4 steals, 63.3% from the field. LeBron, has to be James Harden. Carmelo. It has to be a James Harden. That has to be James, James Harden. Harden being, to be honest. That has to be James Harden. It is James Harden. Well, that was Score Check, guys. That's the end of the episode. Hope you're all having a great day. Don't forget to go follow us on Twitter and listen to all of the other episodes we have on the KBBU SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Podcasts.